Welcome back to another phenomenal episode of the Comprehensive Beatdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm Bloggy Bonilla. And I am Phenomenal Silent G. <laughs> and phenomenally, we are phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, this better be good. Or, I don't know. Or got some disappointed listeners. It, it will be. Uh, and if it's not, it should be. Right. And so, you know. That's whatever. the real thing. So, um, yeah, welcome back. Thanks for listening again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get the pleasantries out of the way uh, uh, beforehand? The intro track is short, so we'll kind of pepper them in in the beginning nice, of the I album. Like we got to burn some time. All it's right. a long album we got today. Yeah. Well, this week we're doing the new Atmosphere album that drops on August 12th entitled Fishing Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, on their own label, Rhyme Sayers, because yeah. they don't have to do anything any other way. Nope. Uh, seventh official album from them since okay. 97, although most fans count Lucy Ford as a full album, so we can talk about that later. Uh, but Roma's here at the end of this. This is uh, a song called A Call to the Ancestors off of Theo Croker's new album called yes. Escape Velocity. Um, highly suggest you guys check this one out because it is pretty awesome. It is pretty good. Yeah, um, so it's coming to an end here. It's kind of a short track since we have such a long album today. So with that being said, let's get right into the Atmosphere album with a Like a Fire first track. Like a fire. Like a fire. Phenomenal fire. A phenomenal fire. (laughs) All right, so as we said, this is Atmosphere um, made up of Slug and Ant, the producer. Um, kind of, you know, all-time legendary underground hip-hop crew. Um, oh, yeah. Coming out of the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, you know, Atmosphere is something, like, kind of either you're a fan of or you're not, or maybe, you're not. you know. And um, I think we both sit on opposite ends of the spectrum of this with the group, kind of, because I've never really been a fan of theirs. Um, it's not that I discount anything they do or think they're terrible or anything. It just never really appeared to me. And growing up in Colorado, there was a very specific group of people that were atmosphere fans. Uh-huh. And I couldn't stand those people at shows yeah. and those people that would talk. You know, so I just never really, really gave them a shot. But um, much to, you know, I mean, to kind of counterpoint that, I really like Slug's features on everything I've ever listened to, mm-hmm. you know, like the Living Legend stuff that he did, and of course he appeared on everybody's stuff. The stuff he did with Murs, I was always a fan of. Right. And I always thought Ant's production was top-notch. Yeah. Um, so I, I, they were very much appreciated and, you know, even revered a little bit by me, because I understand mm-hmm. what they did and what they kind of trailblazed their right. way. Um you know, they did their own thing, like, straight up from the beginning and never wavered from that. Never. Um, and just developed their own fan base, their own sound. And they certainly did, didn't did need me as a fan. But, I mean, there was appreciation there, but I just never really got into their stuff. Yeah. I got into them at a time when uh, we were just really dug in deep to uh, yeah. underground hip-hop in the late 90s, which took you to a lot of unknown uh, white rappers. Yeah. Um, a lot of which weren't very good. A lot of them that were good, but usually in a more 
avant-garde sort of yeah. way. So got into Atmosphere for that first album because it was real trippy. And then he did the Deep Puddle Dynamics album with yeah. the Anticon guys, which if you've ever um, listened to that on certain states of mind, it can uh, really fuck with your head. But uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later as well. Um, but I'm going to go on. We're going to be skipping through some stuff here. So on to track two, Ringo. Um, yeah, and I was just like, especially at that time when it was all like, fuck the major labels and yeah. all this. And there's all these awesome like uh, folk tales of once a year Slug would go have dinner with like uh, um, label heads from like all the labels yeah. and like run up huge tabs and then never sign with them. You yeah. Know? So that was such a big deal like, yeah. for the independent movement. So sure. yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a group I've stuck with. Um, was really big into um, the first, second, and kind of the third album, and then quit paying attention yeah. until 2014, for the most part, with Southsiders, which is yeah. another really good album. But um, like we've said about several people, it's always consistent. You know what you're going to get with an Atmosphere album. You're going to get usually too many songs um, and the ones you know you can definitely just get rid of and yeah. cut it down to a more reasonable, you know, length album. So I've listened to this once all the way through, and that's pretty much what's going on here. I, um, I, gain, I gain a lot bigger respect for them as, as artists. After going to uh, Minneapolis and, um, you know, on a tour that we were doing, and one of the stops was there, of course, and uh, the scene that they had cultivated there. Yeah. Um, and I say they cultivated. They had to because, mm -hmm. I mean, it just had, that's the way it had to be. Yeah. But, um... So it was really cool to see like the fans that were out because we we did a show. Uh, it was like downstairs in a bar. It was packed. Mm -hmm. I'm talking packed. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ant was there, so he came out. And, um, he said he never goes to shows, but he came out to support the group. Right. Um, because he had always liked their their sound and everything. But he hung out the whole night. Mm -hmm. um, people were really cool to him. I mean, he's a superstar there. I, yeah. There is no doubt that he's a superstar star there so right we got we went out to uh i think we went out to denny's afterwards and he went with us and told us some really cool you know stories and stuff like that but um yeah so i gained a lot of respect after seeing what they had kind of done there mm -hmm. and still still the fact that you know he was a superstar i mean you know everybody came up to him and everything but he still carried himself in a very you know easygoing right back kind of manner and, and it wasn't it was up until a point, maybe like eight or ten years ago, that he even started performing at Atmosphere yeah, shows. Yeah, he was yeah. a big time recluse, and I don't think I saw him for the first time. And I've seen Atmosphere a shitload of times. I don't think I saw him for the first time till like three or four shows ago or something like that, because he yeah. just never came. So the fact that you got him to hang out at a show and after a show, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I, mean, I think even to this day is still really impressive. Yeah, he. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I've always. Um, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for them, just never really paid attention to their music. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever listened to a full album before, so this might be groundbreaking for uh, for me personally. <laughs> yeah, and but I've really liked the stuff they've released the last few months. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been releasing a lot of stuff on SoundCloud and everything. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, they're they're good. Uh, but you know, even like their first couple albums that I really do love, they don't sound nearly as good as they did when I was, you know, 19, 20 years old and it was still the 90s and early 2000s, you know. So it's kind of even sometimes difficult to go back and listen to that. Yeah. All right, so this is uh, Bezos, I guess, track three. We might do some Olympic commentary <laughs> on today's podcast. That's because rugby's on TV. It's great. Watched a lot of women's rugby this weekend. That shit is awesome. Those women beat the shit out of each other. It's just a brutal, brutal sport. Yeah. Um, but I like it. It takes all the parts of football that are annoying and gets rid of them. Yeah. So it's faster. Not as much like starting and stopping every few seconds. Yeah, it's just nonstop. Yeah. A little bit less nonstop than soccer. Hitting. Kind of like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hitting and the hitting's unbelievable. And no paddling. Yeah. Zero trash. Takes a special person to play rugby. Like Nate Ebner <laughs> from the United States. Looks like a friend of mine. I don't think my friend of mine could kick ass at rugby like this. You never know. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. So one of Slug's fallback things has always been rapping about girls. There's a little bit more of this on this album from what I remember than like the last one. Yeah. If you know Atmosphere, you know the lore of Lucy, who we're not sure if it's a real person or a made-up person. Yeah. Um, Lucy played a central role in a lot of the songs on Lucy Ford, of course, but then the next couple albums. And then he got happy. And that's kind of when I quit listening. <laughs> Not for that reason. It's just... Uh, Are you sure it wasn't for that reason? Yeah, because I really got sick of all the the raps about girls that he did. You know, so it was interesting that it kind of switched up a little bit. He, I remember at one point I listened to a EP or something I didn't really like very much, but it was very much like appealing to high school kids, yeah. you know. Um which he felt he needed to do, and it worked. I mean, he's in his 40s now, I guess. He's older than we are, but I, just, I think he's about Aesop Rock's yeah. age. who just turned 41 or 40, something like that. But anyway, yeah, keep a career going that long and rapping in is pretty amazing for anyone. And then you mentioned uh, Minneapolis. When people yeah. talk about their cities and they're like, I wish we had a music scene and somebody can build that with a lot of work, but that's what he did. Um, we're talking the record label, uh, the venue, because they bought the 7th Street entry thing, yeah. and uh, the record store. Um, that I can't remember off the name of my head. But yeah, they cultivated that whole thing, like you mentioned earlier. And other than like some punk rock scenes in various big cities. I don't know that I can think of anything else that rivals that, you know. And the amount of, I mean, cities have their sounds and stuff, but as far as, 
you know, that kind of thing. It's very punk rock ethos that they followed. I'll put it that way. Because there's yeah. not a real Minneapolis sound. There's no. just kind of a Minneapolis thing, yeah. you know, as far as hip-hop goes. Well, and, like, and every, everybody they've ever kind of put on the label can always rap. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, was it <laughs> I don't always Ali, like their music, but... Um, who else has been on? Idea and Abilities, right? They were yeah, on R.I.P. back in... P.O.S., Doomtree, um... Aesop Rock now, of course. I think we mentioned this last week as well. A whole bunch of people I've yeah. never even listened to before. You know, um, the local. It was like Odd Jobs, who used to yeah. hype man for him that was in that. There's a little duo he was in. I forget what it was called. But, yeah. This, we got that kid from Seattle, uh, Greaves. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. on label now. Yeah, and they've kind of branched out. Or they branched out a lot out yeah. of the city recently, which is kind of what you have to do. Oh, yeah. But, but Minneapolis is a pretty big city, so I mean, uh-huh. you're still, you know, being able to, um, you know, you've got an audience there. Um, and they love their music. you got the Minneapolis sound already established. Not that there's really much of a crossroad there yeah. with rhyme sayers, but to the point of it being a big city, certainly, yeah. that definitely matters. So, yeah, you can't, we couldn't recreate this and Jackson, where we are, you know. Well, you just don't have the, the resources. And by resources, of course, you've got the talent, but you don't have the people. So it always tells people. You, know, the, you need the people that have the money in order to buy into what you're doing. People are like, do it, you know? I'm going to make a band or start a record label. I'm like, no, just come to shows. We got go plenty shows. of labels. Yeah, we got it. plenty of bands. We need people to pay $10 that's three it. nights a week. Yeah. And if more people did that, then it'd be there. You yeah. Know? But. You know, for various reasons, it's Jackson. We got the suburban sprawl issue with very, yeah, like un, like very staggered population. But yeah, um, yeah, that's my advice today. Don't start a band. Just go see shows. That's what we need. Yeah, especially Friday night at Sneaky Beans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll fade into the next track here called Perfect. Nice. Yeah, so since we're into it a little bit, uh, you mentioned doing the pleasantries earlier. Yeah. So I, I will say as a status update, our uh, we are back on Satchel Player. That's confirmed. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bo over there um, at the Pedastri, who they put together the Satchel Player. Um, he was always giving me shit because we took us forever to sign up for it. You know, so he's like, yeah. "When are you gonna sign up? When are you gonna sign up?" And the last time I saw him, we had been signed up for weeks, and like yeah. it worked the first time I looked at it. He goes, "When are you gonna sign up for Satchel?" I was like, I already did. Goddamn, I told you. Then he brought it up on his phone, and it wasn't there. I was like, "Well, fuck." So something happened with something, but they got it hooked up for us. So we Good. are okay. back on Satchel Player. You can download the app, uh, Google Store, or the App Store on Apple. Um, and then, of course, everywhere else that you can find us, iTunes, uh, yeah. DopeMediaNetwork.com. Also, click on Because Saturday on DopeMediaNetwork.com because uh, Donnie has been doing mixes again. Um, and it had been a minute since there have been some mixes. So I think there's two new ones up right now. So sweet. That's our uh, partner over there at Dope Media Network. Um, yeah, that. And then, of course, Comp Beatdown on Twitter, Facebook, Comprehensive Beatdown. And 
keybeatalock.com, yeah. which for some reason Facebook has just quit showing me when you update. Really? Yeah. It's, it's fallen off it's like my algorithm. algorithm or something. Yeah. I don't know what I did to like upset the math gods, but apparently <laughs> I have. Maybe it's just because I'm not updating it much lately. Yeah, I, I, one popped through a few weeks ago, and there was I was like, oh, cool, it's been a while. Then I was like, oh, wait, there's a lot more on here than I yeah. thought it actually happened, you know? Yeah, with the advent of social media, you remember how it used to be? Like, you'd get up when you got on your computer for the day, There's like you'd, before you had phones and stuff. At least for me, it was just, like, checking these same websites yeah. every day. And just don't do that anymore, you know? I hardly go to any websites yeah. anymore. I just wait for something interesting to like come across the feed or the timeline uh-huh. so if the algorithm's fucking me then i don't hear this shit yeah you know? which is horrible it's completely lazy on my part <laughs> when i got time for websites it's 21st century yeah it's ridiculous uh, i watched the uh, big short today did you like that yeah i like i thought it was, it was awesome. really good um yeah, there's really Margot Robbie in a bubble bath to yeah. explain it to you. <laughs> That's the main part in my head. Yeah. That shit's hilarious. No, it was. It was a good movie. Yeah. And it is good to put it out there because, I mean, the, the average person doesn't understand what really happened. Right. And how, you know, big bang take little bang. And those slimy uh, local real estate agents yeah. and shit. Ugh. <laughs> They're going to the job fair at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But uh, I, what I like about that movie is uh, the way they tell the story and they will pop in. You know, they break that fourth wall and yeah, they come yeah. in and they're like, this isn't really what that happened. happened. But they would like admonish it some and then be like oh by the way here's what really happened so you weren't yeah. nothing was held back from no, you even if yeah. they did something that was a little over exaggerated they would uh come back and tell you exactly what happened which i thought was cool good performances in that movie as well yeah. all right this is seismic waves song number six does the armor fits to stay out of harm's grip but karma's a bitch so when your heartbeat quits consider all the death you've invested with the shoes the booze the phone that you're texting with disrespecting kids second amendment but the oh wow he just stiff armed the shit out of that guy all the way to the kremlin the devil give a fuck about a flag or an emblem things ain't been the same since trayvon the u.s i didn't know we uh, are we good at rugby i don't know it appears so yeah they seem to be pretty good yeah that guy's got to be good look at the stiff arm yeah um get off me get on the ground oh man uh that's incredible. Are they wearing each other's uh, cleats, though? The Brazilian guys' cleats look like they match the USA and the USA guys' Are they all, like, cleats. switch cleats yeah. before the game or something? <laughs> That's a good idea. It is. Good marketing, boy. What's with the shower caps? Those guys must be, uh... Some of them wear those little helmets, or oh, okay. quote-unquote helmets. Doesn't look like it helps much. <laughs> you can't. Nah. 
turn up the temperature. I'd wear that shit. I, I think I probably had like 14 or 15 concussions at this point in his yeah. life. And he's like 24. He probably operates better when concussed. Yeah. You don't want him to be like regular headed. It's this classic atmosphere. But Ant cranks out those beats, no question. Yeah, and it's hard to uh, really peg them down on a sound. Yeah. I mean, it's just like really well-crafted songs, you know? Which is always the sign of a good producer. Yeah. Being able to, you know, it's good to have a sound. It's also, it's equally good to be able to kind of morph into whatever, right? you know, whatever the track is. Speaking of that, I encourage listeners to look up the Deep Puddle Dynamics album. You've never heard that before, especially if you're uh, psychedelically inclined with your music. He did some good stuff on that album, too. Fumble-rooski. That's pretty much what rugby is, just one long fumble-rooski. All right, I'd lo- moving on. I'd love on. to see the, uh, an a- adaptation of the uh, annexation of Puerto Rico Yeah. in a rugby match. Can we get that some way? Does that happen? I, mean, I can't believe somebody hasn't done that. I mean, I'm sure that defies some sort of rule in the, the sport, yeah. but it'd be pretty awesome. I'm just saying. Alright, so this is Next View featuring Dim Atlas. Are you familiar with the movie Starship Troopers? Oh, yeah. What's the, uh, so that sport they're playing is kind of like football? Yeah. Oh, flip six three hole. Yeah. Every time we're watching, or not every time, but a lot of times we're watching shit like this, I'm like, run the flip six three hole. <laughs> it worked in that football game they were playing in an, and in combat uh, reality situation. Yeah. Remember where they, she's like, run the flip six three hole and, you're, and you'll score. Good movie. Then he finally banged her, and then she had to die. It was sad. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you haven't seen uh, Starship Troopers at this point. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You, You've pretty much failed at life. Fucking Neil Patrick Harris, this character. This is about the species, people, okay? It's awesome. It is. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch. More classic atmosphere. Sad. Oh, that was awesome. Alright, so I don't really like this song, so we're gonna switch over here. I wonder if they could have got Wayne to hook, sing the hook on that one. I wonder if they tried. Alright, this is number eight, the shit we've been through. After this, there's a really good run of songs, kind of in the back third. 
I don't remember what this one does. Yeah. as events around town this week Friday night a shameless promo here uh, sneaky beans yeah um, we're doing an album release for Alex Frazier and Victoria Fortenberry known as Standard Issues uh, split EP that we're putting out on the label a uh, little release party Friday night it's our first release of the year um but we're hitting it strong here at the end of the year. Yeah. We kind of took it slow. I but yeah, you. that's a free show Friday night. I'll be at the merch table. So if you wait till towards the end, I'll probably be drunk enough to give you free CDs and stuff, which is usually why I'm not allowed to work the merch table. <laughs> but I've been asked to do it this time. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, what else is there this weekend? Well, uh, Saturday night is the Bubba Sparks oh, yeah. show with Silas, Silas and Mr. Fluid. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Fluid. I was a really good time at yeah. his release show last weekend. It was fun. Uh, this album's been out for a bit um, since like May, but they did the release party. So uh, check that out. Go buy it at Offbeat. Um, what else is Saturday? Oh, yeah, Danny the Wild Child is going to be at Fonder Garage. If you were going to raves in the 90s, you know what that is. So we're going to go live some of our former drum and bass glory <laughs> Saturday night after the uh, show at Sneaky Beans. And... Uh, the big things this weekend is Bright Lights, Bellhaven Nights, the big uh, all neighborhood festival. Yeah. Young Bally's playing over there. Cool. And Kudzu Kings, I think. So, all right. So we'll go into the next one here when the lights go out. This is my favorite song on the album. Starts off weird, but this is featuring Doom and Cool Keith. This is really great. That's a yeah. I would imagine so. Nice and weird. Half these guys have like head bandages on. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. Isn't this called a scrum right here? Mm-hmm. I like it. 
like it. Yeah, I've learned some rules, but I haven't, uh, still haven't learned exactly what the scrum is all about. Yeah, I have no idea about any of it. That guy's fast. Yeah. So you got to be strong and fast yes. to play rugby. You can't just be strong. Well, I'm sure there's probably some guys on the team that right. just like mercenaries, but you got to you got to have some guys that can just turn their burners on. I mean, that guy's just. Ooh. <laughs> floor of this cab i might tag my name on the door of your building might even make a couple of your children when all the lights go out when the lights go out there's cool when all the lights go out when the lights go out when all the lights go out yeah it's a cool song i like this when all the lights go out when the lights go out Still raining, shit. Local weather report from Jackson, Mississippi. It's raining <laughs> as we record this. It's rained like every day. Yeah, remember how dry it was last summer there? It's insane. Mother Nature knows how to take care of herself. That's right. Might not be on our time frame. No, she don't care about our time frame. Nah. We're messing everything up. She's dealing in the infinite. <laughs> We're screwing everything up. She's just trying to come behind us and fix it. Slowly until she can fix fi it. Until she can figure a way to kick us off. Yeah. United States is whooping ass in this game. Yeah, I don't think Brazil's very good. They must not be. Oh. When all the lights go out. When the lights go out. Do you get it? Uh, yep. Gave it to him. Nice. So that's called a try. Instead of a touchdown. You score a try. And what's the kick called? I think it's just called an extra point. But did you see he set the ball down after yeah. he crossed the goal? So wherever you set the ball down after you score your try is the angle from which the kicker takes the kick. So if you get the say you get like set like you get tackled in like the back corner of the end zone. The kicker takes the kick from like that angle, a certain number of uh, meters back or whatever. So since he scored right under the goal, the kicker was able to kick it, you know, straight right. at the goal. Oh. You see what I'm saying? So like, there's a, so it's like angled all the way around depending on where the ball landed in the end zone or whatever it's called. Huh. I have learned that much. Still don't yeah, know what I the had, fuck a scrum is. I but. had no idea. All right, this is on to no biggie. Number 10. So, like I said in the beginning, uh, there's too many goddamn songs on this album, and there always are. Um, if you remember albums three and four, which were uh, God Loves Ugly and Seven's Travels, uh -huh. those were actually all recorded for one album, and then he split it <laughs> into two albums, separated it, Pretty far apart, you know, not yeah. a double album or anything. Um, 
I just, I guess a guy just records so many fucking songs. Like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Even the one from 2014, South Siders, that I really enjoy, I could still trim eight songs off that album easy. Get it down to about 45 minutes, you know. Even if that, 40 yeah. minutes probably. But I think that starting with that last track, this one, the next one, and the next one, I think are all really strong. Sweet. For no other reason, they're just cool songs. There's nothing special about them or anything. I'm never really big into the Olympics, but there are some sports where I'm just amazed at the athleticism for, of some people. Uh-huh. Um, gymnasts, of course, being Jesus. one of the things. Um, and they're on a whole new level now this year than they've ever been really? before. Oh, yeah. They were talking about that. Um, but, yeah, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gymnasts, I mean, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be, and, and I'm not taking anything away, but the, the sports we watch in this country are, like, skill set. You know, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey. Um, But just to see some of these people and what they excel out, uh, excel at, and like the, um, just the, the condition of their bodies. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, the condition of their training and like what they're able to do. I mean, it's just amazing. Those fucking swimmers and the water polo dudes. Those are some of the most like the biggest dudes I've ever seen in my life. And they tread water like nonstop for an hour and a half or however long a polo match is. Um, It's insane. I was. You know, I love the Olympics. I really love the Winter Olympics because I love the skiing and snowboarding and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when these are on, I'll watch them obsessively, like, as much as I can. Um, The way I think about the Summer Olympics is, like, I love the weird sports. I love, like, air rifle. I watched uh, skeet shooting the other day for, like, a half hour. Rugby. Um, I love watching swimming. But I was thinking about this other day, and we watched a bunch of fencing on Sunday. You ever watched that before? Um, That's insane. Yeah, epic matches. Anyway, I was thinking of all these sports, like weightlifting, wrestling, gymnastics, all these sports like that, that I consider, like, the pure sports. Yeah. Because, like, a basketball player could take up fencing, to be a better basketball player, yeah. right? To like work yeah, on his yeah. timing, but you're not going to see many fencers that are like, you know, when I became a real good fencer, when I learned how to throw a curveball, yeah. you know, it's like it doesn't work both ways. And so yeah. you swim a lot to get strong to play baseball, yeah. you know, yeah. but you don't play a shitload of baseball to become a strong swimmer. You see no. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I love that about these, a lot of these summer games, um, in that they are that, yeah. the rudimentary core, yeah. you know, swimming, gymnastics, wrestling, stuff like that track and field you know yeah. those are the core sports um but then again you know basketball is fun to watch watch team usa yeah. beat the shit out of some countries this weekend yeah. that's always fun but it's so american like alley-oops are so much more american than like world record uh swim times you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but back to the gymnastics real quick the women's gymnastics we were watching the other night there's a woman 
I forget what I forget what country she's from. I think it's an Eastern European country. Forty-one years old in her wow. seventh Olympics, and she's a gymnast. You know, most of the people in gymnastics yeah. are teenagers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Eighteens old. Yeah. So they show her first Olympics, which was seven Olympics ago, and she does her vault. That's the one where you run, hit the little uh, bounce thing on the ground, yeah. and flip off that vault, right? So she was awesome seven Olympics ago, and her vault was literally like hands on the thing, one flip, land, right? Now these girls are doing like triple flips, double spins, all this crazy shit. Like they're just so athletic now. So she gets up there and she does the same shit the teenagers are doing. Like she's progressed and she just can keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know if she's like gonna win a medal or anything but she ran and did her thing i was like holy fuck that was just as good as that little 13 year old girl just yeah. did or however old you have to be um yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. amazing and uh the understanding of nutrition and bodybuilding has changed that sport yeah you look at those again these girls they're young and you don't want to like talk about them in this way but the way like those girls are fucking built is shit like strong yeah. like big muscles and shit and they didn't used to be like that. They used to be little bitty girls, you know. Yeah. So um, that's another cool thing about the Olympics is you see all of that changing. Yeah. What they what swimmers understand about the weight room compared to 20 years ago. Yeah. Same thing with basketball, but, you know. So all well, that being said, the, I do love the Olympics. Yeah, the swimmers used to be slender, tall, and skinny. Yeah. And now they're tall and built like, you know, built like an upside-down triangle. Pretty much, you yeah. Know? Like... 200 pounds of upper body muscle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is Chasing New York. This features um, Aesop Rock. Label mate on Rhyme Sayers now. Let's see if there's anything weirder on the Olympics. That's what I like. Actually, this will be the only thing on. Still got a long way to go, but I ain't the only one to put it all on the road, you know. Judge us on the love that we make. We don't need excuse to chase what we chase. But the frame I uh, rambled on all through the last song, number 11, Everything, which is a really cool song. You should go back and check it out. That's kind of what we tend to do. Yeah. I was, a lot of rambling. It's like my second favorite song, and I talked right through it. <laughs> there you go. Now they get the opportunity Friday to buy the album. And yeah. Listen to it. Definitely. Heathens. They always put out cool vinyl, too, if you're a Atmosphere fan. The last one had a really cool book with it. Really? It might be some kind of color vinyl or something. Yeah, they know. do some... They, uh, like, Mellow Music Group's real big in, like, the color vinyl. Yeah, but the atmosphere does some really great patch. Oral rhyme sayers does mm-hmm. some really great packaging. They do. That uh, the Step Brothers album, like the uh, packaging, the felt. Was yeah, awesome. I actually have that. I yeah. picked it up when uh, Morning Bell was yeah, going yeah. out of business. I was like, yeah, man, that's too cool. It's actually a pretty decent album from what I remember. Never listened to it again, but yeah. I remember it uh, being better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> this guy's just pushing just pushing fire. people off of him. <laughs> Here's Aesop Rock. 
he's having a good resurgence right now. He really is. Um, I don't know if that's anything to do with, you know, working with Rhyme Sayers or uh, what, but, I mean, he's having a... He's having a good uh, good 2016. I think well, he just got back into it, and he finally made another album that the young folks like and the older fans like. Yeah. That's a very... Uh, it had been a long time since I uh, liked an Aesop Rock album yeah. until this year. That's All right, this is Sugar, track 13. Sugar. 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 You're such a sweet thing. <laughs> I get it. Sugar. Sugar. You're such a sweet thing. You so. You so. Oh, man. I've been, I meant to send this on the group text message today. Did you see? I woke up this morning watching Mike and Mike, and uh, apparently Tim Tebow is going to try yeah. to play baseball. Yeah. yeah, that was like the 10 minute ago breaking news when I was watching Mike and Mike at like 6 this morning. Um, so apparently he's going to work out for all the teams he used to play yeah. in high school or some shit. That poor guy. <laughs> I post on Twitter earlier that uh, Tebow's the one kid that his parents told him he could do anything he set his mind to, and yeah. he actually took it literal. He did. It's like, oh, really? So I can be a baseball player? Yeah. Cool. You know? I just, I don't know, man. Like, every time, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like... You know, because he's a big-time religious person. He's a big-time Christian. And I know that he believes that prayer works, right? But he's becoming living proof that it might not for everybody. Or I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, like, crude about it or anything, but I don't know. He's living proof that maybe what you pray for isn't exactly what you should be praying for. Right. That's a a better way of saying it than my way. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't work. No, Garrett. You don't understand it because you can't comprehend God. <laughs> it's true. But anyway, I thought that was hilarious. I, I hope think he makes it. Uh, I hope he makes it. Uh, can you imagine? Somebody else posted on Twitter that the angels would be the obvious choice for him to go to. Yeah. I get it. Haha. Oh, oh my gosh. Ooh. And nothing. It's just like, get up, keep playing. Oh, no. We don't stop for blood or concussions. Yeah. What was that? That doesn't make any sense. And the other sports thing I didn't com- comment on yesterday at all was RG3. Um, named the starter for the Browns yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. He'll just get hurt soon. Well... I hope not, but... I mean, I want him to do really well. Yeah, I love it, um, yeah, I, I want him to do well because, you know, I thought he got a really, really bad. He was get, he got a bad rap in Washington. Yeah, that was a terrible team with an owner that didn't like you. Yeah, and, and um, you know, so. Uh, but I'm afraid he's just not a very good NFL quarterback. Yeah, but I'd like to see him do well. Um, As I've said before, there's only like four good quarterbacks, well, and, and it's hard to be one of them. Well, yeah. and the thing is, is um, I mean, Cleveland's done now. I mean, you got your NBA championship. Yeah. Like, it's back to the curse with your city. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it's for like, our grandkids. It's like, get back down in the basement now, Cleveland. Right. We won the World Series. We let you win. We let you win the NBA championship. 
Um, but like the Indians are doing well, and everybody's picking them in uh, Chicago to be the in the World Series. Right up there, right? Um, yeah, I mean they're they're uh, they're the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh, real quick, this is the title track, Fishing Blues, uh, featuring the Grouch, another fantastic uh, guest uh, spot. They're frequent collaborators, I would assume. I can't remember an album that the Grouch was on. I'm sure they've done some yeah. shit together. They've Rhyme Sayers and Living Legends toured together a shitload back in the day. Yeah. I realize that we ain't the same, but you might appreciate it if I try to explain why I'm sitting in the middle of a lake. The Grouch is a member of Living Legends. We've mentioned them before. Another all-time underground hip-hop you know. crew. Yeah. It was uh, nothing in Colorado to see, like, Living Legends and Atmosphere at a show um, with someone from Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Um, every other weekend. That's another thing those guys who are so big in their particular regions did a really good job about teaming up for tours yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. you know mf doom fell in right there with that cool keith those guys well and the thing with these guys um well with living legends especially but like i mean you'd get like grouch and eli would come out and do a show with atmosphere or then like slug would just come into town i mean it it would just be like like combinations of mm-hmm. like different members you know give the people what they want Good and they stuff. always support it i mean i mean it would be you know it was nothing to sell 200 tickets to a show at yeah. the fox every you know every night of the weekend mm-hmm. 300 tickets i don't know the fox i miss that place yeah. Were we you there when the arcade was down the street from it? Was it still open? No, I don't think it was open when we were down there. If the it was, time. I never went down there. That was there. the best time because the arcade would be open all night, yeah. or at least until 4. And then across the street. So you could leave the show, go get a terrible little smelly sandwich across smelly the street, and then go down to the arcade. Yeah. And like... And generally, most of the rappers were at the arcade after the show. I mean, that was always where Dell was at. Yeah. You know, and all those guys. Yeah, that was when there when I was there. Dell. I vividly remember giving Dell a beat down on Soul Calibur. <laughs> vividly. I bet that doesn't happen often. That sounds rare. No, he was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it was, a, it was a fun arcade, man. It was a fun, it was just a good area, you know, good area, good time. The hill. The hill in Boulder. So they have many the two record sandwiches. stores right there. Yeah. You go buy an album and it, you know, albums on the hill before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Chiba Hut. Yeah. Half ass subs. You had uh, Illegal Pete's down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, what was the name of that place that had the really good burgers? Was that the kitchen? Is that what it was called? Um, I can't remember. Mm. It was, uh, they had pizza and burgers, I remember. Yeah. All right, here's uh, Won't Look Back featuring Kim Manning. Sounds nice. I vaguely remember hearing this song.
little too much guitar. A lot of guitar. I don't like all that guitar. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Ant learned how to play the guitar or something. It's like, dude, I gotta do it on the new album. It's like, I gotta do it. Nah, man. Yeah, this is a another classic atmosphere trope. Yeah. We'll let this go for another uh, half half a minute or so, and we'll uh, fade her out. <laughs> See, again, that's the thing. There's There can be a really cool song that you enjoy, yeah. and then just shit like this that I don't want to hear. But I imagine if I was like a 23-year-old girl listening to rap, I'd probably, you know. Yeah, hey, you're, listening to you're listening to this. This is your yeah. favorite song on the album. And I, I should have mentioned this earlier. I meant to when we were first getting into talking about it. I always considered Atmosphere and are right up there with Jurassic 5. I'm going to make a connection here. That they had the most fans that were non-hip-hop fans. Like, I knew so many people that they don't listen to any rap except Jurassic 5 and yeah. Atmosphere for some reason. They don't want to go any further than Atmosphere. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, you like Jurassic 5, you should check out AC like, Alone. Or, yeah, you know, no, 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 I like this. And I think that, I meant to mention that when you said earlier, um, like the subset of Colorado Atmosphere yeah. fans can be very annoying. Because um, the problem is there's a lot of non-hip-hop fans at the shows that are just there to see yeah. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. But then the problem, the reason, there's so many like little subcultures that I hate identifying with because I know them so well, I know their worst aspects. Underground hip-hop from the 2000s, white hip-hop especially, like some of the worst fucking fans in the world. And I'm right there in the middle. I'm yeah. one of them. It's just like fish, like terrible fans a lot, but you know, you still, you know, still like it. But same thing with underground hip hop fans. We were at a Brother Ali show one night, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. We've seen this happen, but it was just the fact that it was a Brother Ali show. Saw like a half a dozen fights and people get dragged out of the you know out of the fox for a brother ali show i'm just like guys i know you want to like compare dick sizes and stuff but brother ali that's not what this is really about but they're in there just like jacked up you know yeah greasy white hip-hop fans and yeah i can't say much because i'm one of them but i think that that's what i was thinking about earlier is like their hip-hop fans are horrible and they're even worse than the non-hip-hop fans yeah. that are there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, it doesn't make me know. Never mind. No, the... Uh, and that's the thing. If you're into different aspects of music, or countercultural music especially, you run into that. Like, yeah. you tell somebody you used to go to raves, they're like, ugh. Yeah. Like, well, I like to go to fish shows. Gross. It's like, then everybody just has, like, yeah. no matter what subculture it is, they're going to be judged by the worst aspect yeah, of their yeah, fandom, yeah. you know. Which, in some ways, is fair. I mean, it's kind of the, the public face of it all, you know. I remember there used to be a place in Boulder, speaking of raves, used to be a place when it was just getting, like, just getting big, like the late 90s. That's when it was hitting his, like, mainstream popularity. Yeah, like, sure. 90, 98. Yeah. Um, there's a place in Boulder <clears throat> that uh, they used to have raves inside. It was, like, at night on Friday. It was, like, every other Friday or something. 
and um, I went with my friend and his, you know, group of, like, a, a basically like a friend of mine that was outside of my circle of friends, and we went there, they drug right. me there, and it was like the worst experience I had ever <laughs> Really? And just because I'm not big into electronic music. Yeah, um, it's not going to work. And it was just like the whole night, it was just... Yeah. You either really like that or really like drugs. And see, I wasn't I wasn't nah. either. So, I mean, you yeah. know, we're just... I no was just... Point. I remember the whole night. I left with a headache, like... Yeah. And my friend was so... And his friends were so nice. And, um... And, uh... It you probably know. offered you a lot of bottled water. Did that um, happen? Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of bottled water there. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the so, you know, they're like, well, if you don't like it, we can go. And I was like, no, nah, it's cool. You know, I'll hang out and you know, sulk in the corner over here. And yeah, you can usually and, make good um, friends doing that. There's typically a lot of people doing that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. Hey, it's your first time. Yeah, it's my first yeah, time. Yeah, too. this fucking sucks. <laughs> there's anything going on at the Fox tonight? No. Damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember that that was like my first and really until I moved to LA and went to the Hard Fest one night. That was like my only that was my only other rave experience. And that was crazy. The only reason we went to that is because NERD was performing, and so uh, that's another cool thing about that in the early 2000s, I guess, or late 90s. Uh, we saw the Jungle Brothers at a couple different uh, parties. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, 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 you get to see. Uh, his marquee every now and again, you know, because they bring in these like big names for yeah. bringing the crowd. That was cool. If it wasn't for that, I don't know like, the Jungle Brothers would have kept going yeah. for a while, you know. So this is anybody that I've known that's been going for a minute um, up to track. 16. Uh, we're halfway through the album now. Yeah, we're going to finish this <laughs> next week because uh, we're running uh, out of time. Here. Atmosphere's new album, episode 65 and 66 <laughs> of the comprehensive beat. Yeah. All right, this is 17, still be here. We are down to the last two, finally. Oh, jeez. And again, at I had this. I think we mentioned this every week, and we talked about it last week. That Denmark Vesey album was perfect. Yeah, short, two minute songs. Yeah. You know, not that I always want that, but I just don't want your album to be more than fifty minutes long. Forty five is really what I prefer. Yeah, forty five is ideal, unless you are just in the zone. Um, that was you a know. jazz album or something. That's all good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rap albums, new. Yeah, rapping is, is definitely, yeah, there should be a cutoff. <laughs> I mean, Nas did it perfect with Illmatic. He gave us all, like, the yeah. kind of, that's the staple, but no one ever wants to do that. Even that's he like, didn't every, want to do that anymore. Yeah, everybody wants to argue with me, you know, because I talk about All Eyes on Me being, like, mediocre double album would have mm. been a good single album. Yeah. Um, not even his best album, mm. but you know, or the biggie, you know, Life After Death. I mean, it just shouldn't have been a double album. Yeah, I mean, it's good, but it they were all about that at that time. I, I just don't, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. Like, what, Bone released a double album? Wu Tang. Uh, Wu Tang. Yeah. I didn't. Just, it's just too much. It's too much. Too much. Cut all the fluff out. Stop. Yeah. Just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, and I think uh, to that effect, 
this album could have ended after the Grouch song. Yeah. Three more into it and one more to go. So again, I don't want that to distract from the album. It's good, but, you know, in this day and age, attention spans are a little bit shorter. And I still love albums, of course. Like, I don't, I'd prefer to listen to albums. But it also doesn't need to be to the point where you start to lose listeners. If you want people to hear the last tracks on your album, it's not a good idea to make them 16, 17, and 18, you know, because the last track should be like 10, 11, 12, and yeah. then people will hear your whole album, you know. But I'm never going to listen to this album again. Well, all you've got to dedicate an entire hour and 15 minutes to listen to this album. Yeah. It's a, uh, what is it, an hour nine? Yeah, so all the way like through. It's 69 minutes. Ha ha. Ha. Hey, oh. We're getting closer to. We're, we're almost there. Thank you. If you're still with us, thank you. <laughs> um, this has been a pleasurable ride. It uh, has. You could have flown from Jackson to Atlanta and just listened to this album. Yeah. <laughs> but you chose to <laughs> but fly you chose with us. To, uh, fly with us. And we appreciate that. And uh, we do appreciate it. We have some uh, lovely parting gifts for you guys <laughs> as we leave. Um, so what else is out? What are we going to do next week? <clears throat> uh, there's a couple things coming out this month. Uh, Apollo Brown Sky Zoo comes out at the end of the month. Uh-huh. Um, cool, no, cool Keith is next month. Um, De La Soul this month? De La is this month. Looking forward to that. All those songs have been pretty good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that album. Yeah, I can't believe that we're getting a new De La Soul album. What else? There's something else, and I can't remember it. Oh, um, the Frank Ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that and Jay Electronica dropped the same day. Yeah, but here's, that's here's good. the thing. That's good. Um, there is no way in hell, and I said this on Twitter, um, there's no way these people could be D'Angelo fans. Do you realize how long we had to wait for a D'Angelo oh, album? Oh, yeah. Like, like, they, like you kids can't make it. Nah. Frank Ocean hasn't even been that long. And plus, if you want to listen to Frank Ocean's music, just go listen to James uh, Flannelroy. Ooh, shots fired. I mean, but I mean, he's, you know, he's he wrote all the good stuff on Channel Orange. Uh-huh. Um, and all the loose stuff. What was the album before that? With nostalgia. Nostalgia. Like the, ultra. Like, yeah, nostalgia, something like whatever. That. Yeah. Like the good stuff on there, like the loose songs and stuff. They, he was involved. He was involved in all of that. Yeah. And um, he still put music out. Um, Venom had mentioned on that on Facebook or Twitter or one of those things today. And um, I mean, it's true. Frank know? Ocean's got that je ne sais quoi though. He's got that star power, the man. French stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I don't know what. Or whatever that is. <laughs> the I don't know what. I don't know what it means. I think that's what Je ne sais quoi means. But he's yeah. a star. People want to hear this album from the star. You know. Yeah, Your average Frank Ocean fan is not going to go buy the album of the guy that wrote all the songs. Yeah. You know. Not your casual Frank Ocean Frank fan. Ocean. I like Frank Ocean, but I don't like him enough to go listen to music I mean, that sounds yeah. like him. I mean, I, I support him. But yeah, I, you know. I love what he does. It just doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah. The, I just don't like listening to new R&B all that much. Yeah. So, oh, this is the last song. Yay. It's called A Long Hello. I guess that makes sense, kind of, for the end of this long album. But again, I dig it for the most part. There's uh, a few songs that I really dig, but I'm, this will probably be the last time I hear these songs for a long time, if I ever listen to them again. Not that that's bad. I just 
don't have time to listen well, to atmosphere in my life anymore. At this point, I've lived long enough to amass a large collection of music. Yeah. So the need for me to listen to something, like for me to hear something new now and add it into like regular rotation on yeah. what I'm going to listen to, it has to be pretty... I do that with like impactful though. 2% of the albums I listen yeah. to every year. Very few. But there you go. Check it out. I'll have the link up for uh, Rhyme Site, Rhyme Sayers. Um, these guys are touring juggernauts, so I'm sure they'll be hitting the road for a huge tour in the fall yeah. for this. Um, so if you're into it, check them out. Get the vinyl and all that good stuff. But uh, thanks for hanging with us again. Um, we'll be back next week with something else brand new, probably. And, um, you know, where to check us out. Yeah. You, you know where to go if you're here now. Comp beat down. Comp beat down. Check out Satchel uh, Player. Dope Media Network. And let me just say, definitely get the Satchel Player. It's really cool. But yeah, Dope Media Network, keybeatalock.com. Comp beat down on Twitter. Comprehensive beat down everywhere else. Uh, yeah. And that's um, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Come out um, to Sneaky Beans uh, Friday. Friday night. Yeah. Go see uh, Bubba Sparks Saturday. Right. Um, as long as he does some stuff off Deliverance, I'll be all right. And ugly. Just do ugly. Go? I'll probably go. Really? Yeah, I might go. Uh, I'm probably not gonna go. If you go, I'll go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I don't really want to go yeah, to that. I don't really want to go either. <laughs> I never yeah. listened to Bubba Sparks. I remember we had I like mean, an album that was or song that was really popular, a couple songs. The ugly and, song, but Deliverance, I will say, is a really good album. I know a lot of people that um, like him a lot. That I he's doing like country rap now. I yeah. mean, he found his he found his uh, niche. How Bubba um, got his groove back. But um, Deliverance, which was his second album, which was like, uh, like co produced well, it was produced in part by Organized Noise and by Timberland. Mm-hmm. And so it had a really like bluegrassy, bluegrassy kind of sound to it, but it was still very like boom bap ish. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. And um, critically acclaimed, I think, at this point, where, where people look at that. And, you know, I think, if he so. I think if he could have stayed on that route, he probably wouldn't have had the the commercial success that he had but we you know once again he would have been able to is he commercially viable at the moment like he's still putting out music that people listen to oh yeah at the yeah, moment? yeah. Okay. I, like i said i mean he's doing a like a big country thing i mean he lost a bunch of weight yeah and does like uh um i mean it's real like i mean it really i mean he's got like country stars on hooks and stuff now but like big name country dudes there's a like, place for that uh oh in, yeah in i mean the he's pop music world now yeah. i guarantee he's i mean he's got to be killing it at least yeah you know, doing well for himself. Well, um, yeah, I never really just listened to him or paid attention. So, uh, yeah, go see Bubba Sparks and our friends Silas and Mr. Fluid are opening, of course. Yeah. All right, so uh-huh. that's it for us. Um, I guess uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Silent G. I'm Blogamunia. We'll see you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>